الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا أو فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم فإن تولوا فقل حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Most respected friends, brothers and elders in Islam This is the month of Rabi'al Awal that we are presently in and when this month dawns upon us then naturally we remember the Mubarak life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We remember the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We remember the great sacrifices that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made for deen and how Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spent his Mubarak life it's just natural for a person to feel in this manner where his heart feels overwhelmed by the love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on account of whatever Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has done for us. It is very important for us at this juncture to understand that this great ni'mat and favor of Allah is the greatest favor that any ummah could receive. If a person does not recognize a favor as a favor, then it is one great injustice and sin. And if a person recognizes the favor but does not acknowledge the position, the high level and the high extent of the favor, then this also in some way is an injustice. A person knows his mother and father, but he treats them as a normal relative. Indeed, he has not fulfilled the rights of his parents. And Allah Rabbul Izzat will want this person to show added honor, respect and kindness to his parents. And on account of him not acknowledging the high position, esteem maqam in the sight of Allah, he would not fulfill the rights in the in the manner Allah has commanded. So all the ummats of Rasulullah sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us to be the best of ummats on account of the best Nabi Allah has sent to us. We have to acknowledge the favor of Allah upon us as compared to other ummats is the greatest. Allah makes mention of this in Quran and Majid. Allah says, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِّنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ That a very, very great esteemed Rasul has come to you from among yourselves. عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِتُّمْ It's very difficult upon him, extremely hard for him to see you go through difficulty. His love for you surpasses the love for any mother for her child. And all the mothers of the world put together cannot equate the love that Nabi Wasallam had for each and every ummati. Allah Pak bears testimony in the Quran and Majid in this verse. Azizun alayhi ma anittum. Whatever hardship and difficulty you go through the Nabi, whether in his Mubarak life or even after you ha- he has left this world, informed of the pain that the ummat is going through, hardship and difficulty they're passing through, it hurts the Nabi, it pains him. Harisun alaykum. بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفُ الرَّحِيمِ And he is anxious for your goodness, anxious for your success. 
is anxious to see you in the best condition, most happy, most fortunate, most successful. Bil mu'minina ra'ufur rahim and is awful to the believers. Allahu Akbar. Let's look at this verse. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to complete the series of Anbiya and Rasul came in the end. And there's a reason for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sending our beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi in the end. What was the reason? Nabi sallallahu himself explained, Bu'istu li'utammima makarim al-akhlaq That the goodness of previous Anbiya all combined. I have come to perfect that and bring it to perfection and completion. In other words, that whatever Allah granted every Nabi and every Ummat and every Kitab and every Shariat, Allah Rabbul Izzat combined, they had blessed Rasulullah with the goodness and blessed his Ummat with that goodness. I have come to complete good character, to perfect good character, to bring it to the furthest point, the highest pinnacle that the world had ever seen. So when you talk of Nabi Musa salam and his Kamal, when you talk of Isa salam and his virtue, when you talk of Hazrat Ibrahim alayhi salam, when you talk of every Nabi combined, Allah put it in Muhammad Mustafa, and Allah gave him maqam even higher than that also. On one occasion, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam had left his Mubarak home, and he was coming to the masjid, Sahaba Ridwan Allah al-Majma'in was seated, and they were engaged in discussion. And the discussions of Sahaba were only deen. And they one Sahabi mentioned, how honored and fortunate was Ibrahim alayhi salam, ittakhazahu khalila. Allah Rabbul Izzat had chosen Ibrahim alayhi salam to be his khalil, his special friend. وَقَالَ آخر, the next sahabi mentioned, Musa kallamahu taklima. And Allah Rabbul Izzat blessed Musa alayhi salam to be that special Nabi with the special exclusive honor that whenever he wanted to speak to Allah, he could speak directly. Kallamahu taklima. وَقَالَ آخر, the next sahabi mentioned, but Adam alayhi salam also is very very honored and what a high maqam and virtue he possesses. Istafahullah. Allah chose him as the father of all the Anbiya and Rasuls. Father of creation is the beginning and the source of all goodness. And then the last sahabi mentioned, وَإِسَى رُوحُ اللَّهُ وَكَلِمَتُهُ Isa salam was born without the agency, the medium of a father. Allah Rabbul Izzat said, kun fayakun, And the ruh wayim, he came into wujud, he came into existence. So this is his honor. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi enters the gathering. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi says, Oh my sahaba, I heard your discussion and I heard your amazement and expression of surprise over the maqamat of various anbiya. The high elevated position that Allah had honored the various anbiya with. I heard all this. Let me explain to you. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam explained to the sahaba and explained to the ummah. It was on account of his love for us, he explained. He wanted us to progress to the highest positions of progress. Allah will Yusallam mention, وَأَنَا حَبِيبُ اللَّهُ وَلَا فَخْرَ Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, اتَّقَذَ اللَّهُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ خَلِيلًا وَاتَّقَذَ مُوسَى كَلِيمًا وَاسْتَفَى عَدَمْ وَجَعَلَ إِيسَى كَلِيمَةَ اللَّهُ وَرُوحَهُ Definitely have been honored by Allah with their maqamat and their positions. With their elevated status, ranks, exclusive honor and position. But remember, وَأَنَا حَبِيبُ اللَّهُ I rank higher than all the Anbiya. I am the most beloved to Allah. Wala fakhr, and I say it without pride. I don't say this with pride in my heart. I have been commanded by Allah to explain to this ummah that I am the best of Allah's creation. I am the cream of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. There is no Nabi who has surpassed my maqam, my position, my rank in the sight of Allah tabaraku wa ta'ala. Wana awwalu. And I will be the first person on the day of Qiyamah who will knock on the door of Jannah. And the door of Jannah will be open for me first. 
وَنَحَامِلُ لِوَائِ الْحَمْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ I will be carrying the banner of Allah's praise. And I will be praising Allah in a manner that no Nabi, no Rasul, no person from the beginning of time till the end ever praised Allah would. I will praise Allah in such a manner. وَلَا فَخَرُ And I say it without any pride. تَحْتَهُ آدَمُ وَمَنْ دُونَهُ وَلَا فَخَرُ Behind my banner will be my father Adam a.s. And all the Anbiya from the galaxy of Anbiya will be behind me. They will be silent. I will be praising Allah. I will be the only one who will be speaking on that day. Allah will honor me with the honor that I will be the only one who will speak before Allah. وَلَا فَخَرُ I say it without pride. وَنَا أَكْرَمُ الْأَوَّلِينَ وَالْآخِرِينَ عَلَى اللَّهِ I am the most honored of Allah's creation from the beginning till the end. There is no servant like me in the court of Allah. This is the honor Allah blessed us with. So we have been blessed with the greatest favor of Allah. If we have to show any disrespect to this favor, if we do not show the full appreciation and gratitude for this favor, then indeed really we are the most ungrateful, most disappreciative servants of Allah. When we have the greatest favor, and we show the greatest amount of neglect towards this favor. We turn our backs towards this favor. We disappreciate and ungrateful for this favor. Then we are the worst. We are the best of this of all ummats on account of the honor, provided we fulfill the haq of that honor, the haq of that position. We, we love Rasulullah We believe in him. We love him. We follow him. We send durood upon him. We do not equate anybody else and any other lifestyle with his lifestyle. Then we will be that ummah that Allah Taala will have, would bless with the highest maqam and position. Allah will love us most. We will be in, we will be fortunate and honored to enter Jannah first from all the ummahs. Nabi Sallallahu mentioned, "Antum akhirul umam. You are the last of all ummahs, but the first ummah to enter into Jannah. The first ummah. But when will this happen?" When we embrace the lifestyle and the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam in totality, then Allah ta'ala will honor us also with the full position that Nabi sallallahu had promised us with the greatest honor for the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Of course, this topic is a very lengthy topic. Speaking of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even if we go on for days and days, we cannot just for us to understand and appreciate so that we make tawbah for the wrong lifestyle that we are now presently, and we come back onto the right cause, the right path, the right road, and the road that Nabi Sallallahu wanted his ummah to tread upon, we find this bayan is being given now. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned once, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was speaking to the Sahaba Ridwan Allah Ajma'in, and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was concerned that people should be called for salah. This was right in the beginning, and there was no formal way that people would be called towards salah like the azan. The azan had not yet been mashru, not yet been prescribed by Allah. So Masjid al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was just being built, just completed the, the construction. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa said to the sahaba making mashra that I need every ummati to come to the masjid. The male, the male should come and perform the salah in the masjid. But we don't have any formal way to call people. So if we all can present our Arise and give our suggestions. So one sahabi mentioned, Oh Nabi of Allah, why don't we adopt the way of the Nasara, the Naqus, there's two sticks that they strike, and they call people to church in this manner. This was in that, in that time. Now we have the, the, the ringing of bells. That time also there was striking two type of sound would be emanated, and people would come to know in the time of their prayer, and they would come to the church. Nabi Sallallahu said, No, no, we don't want to emulate the Christians. We don't want to emulate the Christians in our worship, or in our lifestyle, or anything of that sort. 
You know, next Sahabi says, Why don't they take a horn and a person? People would hear the sound, they'll come. The Bishop says, no, This is the way of the, the Yahud. This is the way of the, the Yahud, the Jews. We don't, we don't emulate the Jews. Another Sahabi mentioned, Okay, why don't we, a fire, we'll light a fire, the smoke will go up, people will see the smoke, and they will salah, they will come to the masjid. This is the way of the Majus, the fire worshippers. Thing to do with all these dominations. We have our own, our own shariat. We will not emulate, resemble they, them in any way. Nabi Sub didn't want this. One sahabi mentioned, okay, Nabi Allah, why don't we put a flag, you know? Like how we find now, the Hindus also, they put flags. In that time, it was not the ways of the Hindus. That Nabi Sallallahu time, there were no Hindus there. But Nabi Sallallahu was not happy with this. He said, no, don't put, don't put up the flag. And then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Sahaba, they, they still, in that situation and condition, they do not know how to call and invite people. It was the heart desire of Rasulullah that the salah should be performed only in the masjid. Behind one imam, one salah, one jamaat. People should not be performing the salah in their practices, in their businesses, in their homes. No, the Nabi Allah did not want this. In one hadith, the Nabi Sallallahu mentioned, I have a good heart and mind to gather a group of youngsters, gather some firewood, go to the homes of people who are performing the salah at home. Or oh, they're not performing the salah in the masjid, they perform it elsewhere, I want to go and burn the homes. In the rawayat of Musa, Ahmad Nabi Sallallahu said, if it was not for the women, folk and the children residing in those homes, I would have went ahead and I would have done it. Imagine Nabi Sallallahu was saying, Allah says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ O Muhammad Sallallahu we have sent you as a mercy unto mankind. The mercy in his heart was so great that we cannot even comprehend it also. But he understands that the injustice and the sin of not coming to the masjid is so great, so great, it will destroy this ummah. Allahu Akbar, that he is prepared to even burn the homes also. It's hurting him, it's paining, it's hurting his heart. So here we find Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he seated to the sahaba, Brother Umar radiallahu said, Nabi till we do not now reach some conclusion, why don't you instruct one sahabi to go around at the time of salah and to call the people the jamaat is about to commence in the masjid as salah to jamia, as salah to jamia come to the masjid. Nabi Sallallahu said Oh Bilal, you fulfill this task. At the time of the various salah, fajr, zuhar, asr, maghrib and isha, you should go to the people and you should tell them namaz is about to commence come to the masjid. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar Farooq, various sahaba were seated in this mashwara. Each one took the fikr of Muhammad Sallallahu I see each one seated, seated here. We all had some fikr in our hearts. Some person got the fikr of his business, some person got the fikr of his practice, some person got the fikr of his nikah, some person... Everybody got some and some fikr. When he came to Sahaba, they also had fikr of dunya. But the greatest fikr that they had was fikr of akhirat, was fikr of deen, the fikr of pleasing Allah at every moment. Not compromising or breaking the commands of Allah. So yet they all could feel the feeling of Nabi Wasallam. They all woke up from that majlis, from that gathering... And the old hearts also were desirous that Allah must guide them and guide the ummah. How to call people to the masjid? The entire life of Nabi Sallallahu was salah. The entire life. And the greatest investment of a mu'min investment. So here we find that one sahabi, Abdullah ibn Zaid ibn Asim ibn Abdullah ibn Zaid ibn Sahabi. So he also was part of this mashwara, this gathering. So the, the fikr of Rasulullah was the greatest in his heart. He made a niyat, he said, oh Allah, I won't go home. I'll remain in this masjid. I will not leave this masjid till Allah passes decision. Allah Ta'ala passes decision. So there he remains in the masjid. He goes to sleep. In the dream he sees that he has this one, two sticks. And he's walking with those two sticks. No, he, he, he sees that he's, he's in the dream and he's walking. And then he meets an angel. Allah Ta'ala sent an angel, a person that uh, 
What I see you have some two sticks in your hand. So the angel says, yes, I got the stick. What you want to do? He said, no, maybe we'll take this here. We'll strike upon it in time of salah. People would hear the noise and come. He said, no, don't, don't do this. I said, I'll teach you a way to call people to the masjid for salah better than this way of the Jews and the Nasara. Better than this. So he said, no, tell me. And then this angel teaches the sahabi the entire procedure of Azan in the dream. The sahabi wakes up from the dream and he quickly comes to Rasulullah subhanahu wa Allah, I have seen this dream. Allah showed me this vision. And the azan was taught to me. What the saints say that the of Allah, when he went on the journey of Mi'raj, the miraculous journey, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi had heard the azan in the heavens. He heard it. But he didn't remember it. When the sahabi mentioned this, it, Nabi Sallallahu recalled the time when he heard the azan in the heavens. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Indeed, this is a true dream from Allah. In this is a true dream from Allah. Bilal. Bilal was that sahabi who used to be he used to be persecuted on the hot sands of Makkah Mukarramah. People try to turn him away from deen, make him renounce Islam. He continues to say, Allah, Allah, Ahad, Ahad. He never left out his deen. He continued to call. Allah Pak honored Bilal of Dazan on this occasion. Maybe that Sahabi saw the dream. Nabi Sallallahu told the Sahabi, you stand with Bilal and you teach him that Azan, you say the kalimat, he'll call it out. His, his, his voice is louder than your voice. So the Sahabi radiallahu anh, the people of his clan say that our man saw this dream, you know. They wanted, they wanted the person to call out the azan, you know. They say because he was not well at that time, that's why Bilal called it out. So perhaps he was not well at that time, that is there. But Allah wa ta'ala decided that the one who is most worthy is Bilal bin Rabah, the Muazzin of Nabi Sassam, the Muazzin of Islam. So then, there, when Hazrat Umar heard this call, he quickly came out of his home and he rushed to Rasulullah. Oh, Nabi of Allah, I also saw the similar dream, but I forgot to tell you. And some kitabs mention Hazrat Abu Bakr also saw the dream, few other sahaba saw the dream. So respected friends and elders, the life of Rasulullah is a life that is the only solution to our problems. Only solution. And not the Bishra That your iman will not be complete until your desires and your lifestyle does not conform to my way. You should lead me to my lifestyle. And even the desires that you have should conform to Muhammad's likes and dislikes. Until that time, you will never be perfect in your iman. You can never reach Allah. So today's time, we're being stormed from all sides. Different, different tests and challenges are coming on the ummah. We have to ask ourselves at every juncture, what was the way of my beloved Nabi Wasallam? For if I do not follow that way, how am I to reach Allah? On the day of Qiyamah, I want Allah to be happy. I want Rasulullah to be happy. I have to lead my life in accordance to his lifestyle, his way, his Mubarak tariqah. Alayhi fi Rasulullah uswatun hasana. Sahaba hotel, is there not the best example in the lifestyle of Rasulullah for you? So respected friends in the Quran in Majid, we find everywhere Allah, ta'ala, the whole Quran, Allah only speaks of Muhammad Wasallam. Why? Because he was the most beloved of the creation to Allah, ta'ala. If we follow his lifestyle, we will become the best of creation, the most beloved in the sight of Allah, ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq wa akhidawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.